0: and i was on a space at 10 30 i was on a space at noon i was on, oh my god there's like three more in here too oh
1: my, my brain is
0: melting but i have questions for you i love your hair i want to know all the things i'm so pumped. <laughs> okay. i'm so pumped.
1: great i am pumped as well and also a little anxious but that's fine that's
0: okay we'll get comfortable eventually i promise yeah do you want you want a softball question then
1: um, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm chilling, okay. you know,
0: it'll go away. I'm curious. Uh, so hold on. Your hair is green, right? I've seen you in the TikToks hair, and you're.
1: Yeah. My hair is green at this current moment. Why
0: did you choose green at this moment?
1: Um, so normally my hair, I like to call it blurple is blue and purple, but, uh, my birthday was a few months ago and I just decided to dye my hair green because the hair dye company that i have used for like 10 years sent me a box with one of every color of their hair dyes and i just decided to go with green just picked it on out and that's how we got here are are Uh, you sponsored
0: is your hair color sponsored
1: i'm not sponsored they just sent it kindly as a gift after i made a tiktok with all of my hair colors over the years
0: hell yeah hell yeah so you kind of are sponsored you put the effort in you got
1: yeah, barter yeah, paid it. yeah for sure uh loosely loosely sponsored not not a hashtag ad but you know appreciated nonetheless
0: I'm trying to get that Quaker Oats sponsorship so if anybody has a line on uh Quaker Oats employees and their marketing team let me know
1: nice yeah I just got to reach out to their contact
0: <laughs> so tell me tell me uh we can start with the usual first question what brought you to crypto
1: hmm <laughs> so that's like a bit of a loaded question for Perfect. me um <laughs> i mean i think this is like technically a safe space and question mark what brought me to crypto was um selling feet pics
0: nice i posted a feet yeah. pic today by yeah. accident so i'm here for it
1: <laughs> free toes on on the tl for sure Um, very minimally, but you know, I, that's how I learned about crypto back in like, I think that was like 2014, 2015, but I was still a naive young Sabrina and did not unfortunately pour a bunch of money into Bitcoin at the time. But you know, it's uh, a (laughs) case. Yeah,
0: I have the pain too. I had half a Bitcoin in like uh, 2014, 2015 when it was like 800 bucks and then it, and then it dumped. And that was a big portion of money I had back then. And I panic sold all of it. I was like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily I just, I did, I left like uh, $20. <laughs> I left like $20 in there over like five years. And it did eventually become like 500 So, you know, it's a pretty good ROI.
0: Oh, hell um, yeah. Way I'll better than what you get at your bank.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, so, feet pics turned into <laughs> our How?
1: Um, there was definitely a large gap of time in between the two. Um, I've always been making art uh pretty much my whole life in various forms. Um but I got into uh crypto art, if you will, um only like maybe like six months ago really. I knew about NFTs for at least like a year and a half or two, but I am just uh, slow to the draw. You know, I get lots of, deal with a lot of analysis, paralysis, kind of overthinking all of the moves. So it took me a while to uh, just make the plunge myself, but I am very happy that I did.
0: And, and this is sometimes a tough question for uh, artists. How long have you called yourself an artist? Like, when did you first start saying that you were an artist?
1: Um, So I, like, Back and forth for a very long time, but in recent memory, I started calling myself an artist. Uh, actually at NFT NYC after a conversation with Subtle Bubble down in the crowd. Um, and I was hesitant to call myself an artist for a long time, but I also remember um I was at the uh making an event and it was actually a uh, ely of all people also in the crowd came up to the table and was like are you guys all artists and then um bubble and Reddy looked at me and was like uh and i said yes and then they applauded so maybe about like six months now i've been like for sure like yes i'm an artist
0: um that's so beautiful I, yeah. I, I the imposter syndrome thing is so tough to get over
1: yeah yeah even though um i've uh been like kind of making art and selling art in various forms is my full-time job now. Since I was about eighteen, but um, yeah, it just just takes you a while to like let it set in.
0: No, oh, it makes me so happy that you got there, though. I uh, yeah. yeah, I've been thinking about creating art for the first time in a long time, and I've always taken photos and stuff. But uh, I was uh, flying on an airplane. I was stuck in an airport in airports all day on Saturday from like 9am till 1am mm-hmm. uh, wasn't great but uh, gives you a lot of time to think and I remember really 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 enjoying those like homemade uh, fly a camera to space and take photo videos or just the photos even yeah and so I'm looking into to how to build one of those do it like in a legal way because you have to like call the FAA and let them know that you're launching this weather balloon with like a a styrofoam beer cooler attached to it <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> because That's people cool. might fly
0: into it but it's only like 150 bucks to make one of these
2: hmm. and with like
0: a GPS tracker with like you know the ability to go find it and, and having it take photos the whole time and it's gonna be shitty quality because it's like a point-and-shoot camera but yeah, I'm I'm tempted it's something that and I don't know if I'll ever call myself an artist so maybe one day maybe like next year check in with me and see yeah. if I start
1: <laughs> honestly I really think everyone should call themselves an artist I don't think it should be like so taboo and we should overthink it you should just just full send you know just everyone is an artist like every single day uh, we all are participating in art one way mm-hmm. or another sometimes even just life itself really is art you know
0: Oh, completely, uh, it, you're talking to the right person. It, it's a, definitely a, uh, an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. That's been kind of my mantra the past like month or so. Is like There's enough to go around. You can be an artist too. You can have uh, what you need. It's, it's here if you're looking in the right place. And that kind of spins me out into a tweet that you put out the other day that I said we were going to talk about today. Yes. Everything you need to be exactly where you want to be, you have it right now. What, where, it's not back, it's not as cryptic as it sounds on the surface, but but what do you mean by that?
1: Um, I mean, I really just mean it exactly as, as I wrote it, is that everything, um, I have everything I need to get to be exactly where I want. Usually at the end of the day, everyone does. Um, the one thing that we just don't understand fully, the, the last need is just truly like the faith in ourselves and the effort um devoted to ourselves entirely. I think a lot of people, myself included, super guilty of just putting uh you know your effort into the wrong people, the wrong places, things um are just so much easier to just put away from yourself cuz somehow I think sometimes we'll be less disappointed if we uh don't if we don't try and then you don't succeed, you know. Don't you get to avoid the disappointment part. But um yeah, you really just, you do have everything you need uh, to get to where you want to be. And like, if you don't have it, then you probably don't actually need it to get
0: there. So so I'm somebody who hides behind uh, a PFP as a mask. And I just started posting pictures of myself sometimes, not like super outwardly, but, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that having the pseudonymity has given me the space to attempt things that I wouldn't have otherwise attempted because... There's no risk, uh, and really trying something as myself, I know there's no risk either. Not no real risk. It's just ego. But hiding behind a PFP has let it, let me like bury that ego just enough that it's given me the freedom to kind of do whatever I want and ask <laughs> whoever I want anything. <laughs> like nothing creepy, obviously, but like yeah. not, not for feet pics or anything. Yeah. And I do want to come back. But, to you that know really all the
1: quick. power too.
0: <laughs> I mean, by all means, I, there's no <laughs> yeah. shame in that. I have, and this is a, the point I wanted to bring it back to. Is I, mm-hmm. I have a friend; she's a fantastic artist. She's a full-time musician. She started getting paid for drawing furry porn. Like that's just yeah. the I've nature. If it, the I've money's there, well. yeah, yeah, I've heard it pays well too from a very close friend of mine. I was like, hey, have you thought about like getting back into that? She's like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. It is depraved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So you also ordered the blackest black recently. I I am tell me what your plans are for that. Cause I see the piece, the recent piece. It's very blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Tell me, uh, tell me, just tell me about some pieces recently and some of the stuff you're thinking about making.
1: Um, So yeah, I did order the blackest black paint the other night. Um, So a couple of years ago, I, uh, definitely a lot changed for me I essentially had an encounter with a narcissist like who became close in my life and um you a lot of people times like I think a lot of people and myself included uh don't really understand that a narcissist isn't someone who's just like into themselves like narcissists can truly be very evil Um, but also in a way, um, a mirror because they will kind of touch on every small moment of unhealed trauma that you have in your life. And you can either use the opportunity to tap into that and, uh, really like reflect upon it and try to heal and, you know, cry about it and feel all of the feelings or you can kind of just be destroyed um, so, uh, with that encounter, it was a girl that I ended up, uh, I took a lot of portraits of her and because I just am that person who always takes pictures of all of my friends because I take really beautiful pictures of people and I have lots of pictures of her and I wanted to reprint the photos and then paint, uh, her in the blackest black covering it because I think it's just kind of very poignant in the way that narcissists just, totally lack empathy and like feelings and they really are just kind of like the blackest black personified in their soul.
0: Oh, the catharsis is is rich here. I can feel yeah. the metaphor. Mhm. You can taste it almost.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I totally dig it. I've had uh similar situations. I I used to write poetry a bit and and I had like, you know, effectively a muse and and we dated for a while and and it ended, you know, Abruptly and awkwardly and painfully, but you know how sometimes breakups are kind of the end's also kind of numb, too. It was very, it wasn't great to say the least, but I mean, we're still managed to salvage that that relationship a bit in recent years, so that's okay. There was no real emotional trauma that was, you know, that needed to be worked through, so that was good.
1: Yeah, that's good. It's always nice to sometimes come out of those things like. Uh, more unscathed than you would believe you might be in the end
0: yeah yeah I I, I broke my ankle uh, a couple years ago and Mm. I had been terrified of breaking really any bone majorly for so long and and when it finally happened honestly it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be (laughs) so it's kind of the same thing right like yeah it hurt yeah Yeah, it sucked to be on crutches yeah it sucked to you know you know balance on crutches while making food for yourself but it's all temporary and eventually you heal and you yeah. grow hopefully from those those wounds. It's kind of the whole uh, what is it, kintsugi, the melted gold? Uh, yeah, repair technique for like Japanese pottery. Mm-hmm. Very much like that.
1: Yeah, I I really look at everything as a learning experience. Um, I've definitely had a very traumatic life, like probably since the moment I was born. Um, but I really just find that like you can learn something from absolutely everything and if you can at least take something away from it it does make it sting a little less for sure and hopefully it will help you in the future
0: i entirely agree entirely uh so speaking of your birth uh, i do want to know how old you are if you don't mind sharing
1: yeah i am 26
0: okay okay so you're you're somewhere in the middle of the the burrito dow pack of of age demographic i think
1: yeah, yeah. Definitely I think towards the higher end, but in the middle still.
0: I am thirty-four. I may be I've been uh quietly calling myself Grandpa Mackey. Uh oh, so okay. if anybody in the in the Dow wants to pick that up, please run with the nickname if desired. Uh mm-hmm. and so back to the age thing though. hmm What does nostalgia look like for you then? I'm eight years older than you. My nostalgia's gotta be at least a little different than you.
1: Um nostalgia looks like for me hmm.
0: like like what what do you envision when you feel like force yourself to feel the feeling of nostalgia hmm.
1: I think if I think about nostalgia uh, I probably actually go back to a lot of concerts um, when I was like about like 14 to 18 ish uh, going to concerts was like my entire life And I really, I met, like, all of my friends there. I just had so much fun all of the time. And I think those were definitely some of, like, my favorite memories that I've had. And also um, Club Penguin, for sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. Club Penguin. Uh, That was, uh, I aged out of that. I I missed it. but um... Yeah,
1: I I grew up um, actually not really having Mm -hmm. access to the internet. Um, I didn't get like internet in my house uh until i was in high school um and so i like missed out on like most connections to like video game like i didn't have any video game concerts or anything honestly i just grew up like really poor so i didn't have like i played outside a lot that was my thing um so like a lot of people i think when they think of nostalgia they do go to like more like video games and media and things like that but it just doesn't hit for me <laughs>
0: Oh, and I was going to say, I go to video games. Uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time playing outside as a kid, too, because, I mean, when I was really young, like, Super Nintendo was the thing, and Nintendo 64, and then it wasn't as captivating as it is now to the point where, like, they figured out the dopamine triggers, and they figured out all the yeah. stuff to get you right in front of that screen for as long as they want. And <laughs> I do still play video games, though. Uh, it's... Uh, It is nostalgic for me. I still connect with old friends that way throughout COVID even and new friends. I'm trying to get people from crypto to play uh, Fortnite with me because I just (laughs) want to know what it's like to play video games with people from Web3.
1: Yeah, I think the only video game I ever played when I was young was like, I think we garbage picked like a PlayStation and it had Frogger. And I think that was the only game that I ever played. And that was about it. And maybe like solitaire on like my aunt's computer. I did mm-hmm. love solitaire.
0: Mm-hmm. I got hooked and on solitaire again. Yeah, recently. all those
1: all those cards jumping at you at the end.
0: And... When they come out too, the mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah. There's definitely sensations there.
1: Yeah, I was definitely kind of like a a very like old old child in a sense. I mean, ever since I was born, people would be like, "Oh, you have an old soul," which I think also kind of means like, "Oh, you're." traumatized and quiet <laughs> <laughs> i got
0: i got to, told that too so yes yeah, it does mean like, that
1: <laughs> yeah but like um yeah my favorite show as like a child was also antiques roadshow like that's what i would watch all the time
0: oh like the the auctioneers
1: yeah.
0: giving them appraisals <laughs> and either like ruining their hopes and dreams or absolutely mm-hmm. blowing their minds i always wondered how many people actually sold those things for those prices yeah you I, have to I, find a buyer <laughs> yeah they kind do.
1: Of like sometimes though like i guess i've because i've like looked into it as a as a antiques roadshow fan um some people do uh they'll like set them up with like uh buyers afterwards like some of the appraisers because they'll like know that it's so special and they'll like have a buyer in mind or like some of the appraisers will even like want to buy it for themselves
0: yeah because they get it they probably get a fee like a finder's fee or something yeah so it makes sense it's just like royalties right <laughs> like,
1: yeah basically
0: they're getting a chunk of that they're like hey this thing's worth a hundred thousand dollars and my friend of a friend would like to buy it right now and i automatically get 10k like right yeah. there just for who you know it's so wild
2: mm-hmm. i was a
0: big fan of uh legends of the hidden temple that's something i think of when i think of nostalgia oh,
1: okay yeah yeah i do remember that show i oh, love
0: that is. show guts guts
1: yeah
0: the aggro crag
1: mm-hmm. i also really liked the show um zoom i don't know if anyone remembers that one
0: but i don't I was know
1: too like it was like or out of and out of the box it was like the PBS.
0: yes yeah. i know out of the box out of the box yeah
1: exactly out of the box oh, out I of wanted, the box i wanted Swamp. to build build one of those beautiful cardboard box mazes so bad
0: you can still do that i that know that could be Honestly, part of East denver
1: yeah, if if I make it there, and maybe I maybe I will.
0: I mean, I'll help you make a cardboard box maze. I would love to do that. Yeah, and I'm literally this close to buying my ticket right now, so yeah, I'm thinking about it deeply today.
1: Yeah, I know. I was uh, definitely thinking about it too, but I was I was just in Denver right before going to Miami, so I'm like ah, don't want to go. I also honestly I kind of hate flying. I hate planes, but like. I just got to get over
0: it. It can be not great. Uh, I had a, a a pretty nauseous experience on the way out of uh, Dallas two nights ago, uh, yeah. and I was watching the movie Nope for the first time, which is mm-hmm. kind of a nauseating movie. Like subtly, it's like psychologically nauseating. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was close to. I like was like, is there still a vomit bag behind the seat? Okay, good. There is. Okay, Phew. <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't don't want that. But um, I have well, I just like don't like turbulence and stuff like that. Um, and I just like I just sit in a plane and I think about it too hard. And I'm like, how are we just like up here flying? Like, I just don't like I know there's the science behind it. I know there's the mechanics, but like, my brain is just does not compute it. And thinks way too hard about it.
0: You and most of the rest of the world. Imagine, like, before the Wright brothers. They're like, we're going to fly. People are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have an important life hack that honestly has worked. And it's, um, you, I, I'll definitely look like a crazy person every time. I'm on an airplane, but I don't care. But you have a little notebook and a pen. And you write with your non-dominant hand. And because it, like, forces your brain to, like, think about it so hard, you seriously do not even, like, process, like, turbulence, like, at all or anything happening. Really? Yeah, I've used it now for, like, at least, like, six or seven flights in the last few years. And it is crazy, the difference that it makes.
0: I mean, that's the audiogram I cut, for sure. Who doesn't need sweet travel pro tips like that? Non-dominant handwriting. What the hell? How did you find out about that? Um, I
1: don't even remember. I think I just saw like someone say it like one time, maybe on like an Instagram post years ago. And then I tried it, and um, it works. It really does work.
0: That's wild. Uh, speaking of things you've learned from Instagram, let's talk about TikTok. Yes. Um, as somebody who is I'm a millennial, uh, I have been through a lot of social media. You mm-hmm. know, Live <laughs> Journal, MySpace, Facebook uh Instagram now Twitter I've been on Reddit which is debatable Discord kind of debatable social media too I know technically it is but it doesn't feel like it's in the same category yeah. uh I have been on TikTok as well and I love the TikTok algorithm mm-hmm.
2: uh I had to get rid
0: of it because it was too addicting
2: yeah. it,
0: I got right down the rabbit hole of all the things that I found hyper interesting in that moment and oh my mm-hmm. god all of a sudden I'd look up and 4 hours had gone by yeah so I I got rid of it um how much of a tiktok user do you consider yourself and how much like are you consuming versus how much are you creating
1: um so it it depends i go back and forth all the time um i definitely used to be on tiktok way more um i have like my personal tiktok account where i was creating content pretty consistently for like a few months and um I was having a lot of fun doing it. I've been meaning to get back to it as well. So it's been fun making content for the Burrito Dao TikTok as well just to get back into it. Um, I wish I didn't consume TikToks as much as I do, um, but I definitely do more. However, in the last few weeks, I've really just been trying to not because I was listening to... God, I forget who was talking about it. It actually even might have been like, Bo Burnham talking about this, but just, like, the, um, like, colonialization of our time, like, that's the last bastion that can be, like, taken from us, and it's just our time is, like, the last valuable thing, and I now feel really offended when I get stuck on an app because I'm like, no, (laughs) I want my time back, um, because also time is really important to me, um, I do, firmly believe it's like the one thing that's non-replenishable obviously it's the one thing we can't get more of um I have like a super loose relationship with money I don't care if I don't have any money um I'm kind of very anti-capitalist in that sense because to me it's like money like okay whatever like you're never gonna not have more money come to you you're never gonna there's never gonna be a day where you're suddenly gonna be like oh, I'm never going to make another dollar after this. It just, it comes and it goes. But obviously time, once it's gone, you're not getting it back. So I really am trying to change my relationship with screen time because it's really not doing that much for you at the end of the day.
0: It is not. Uh, It is, like you said, it is colonizing your time. It is, you know harvesting your attention uh, yeah. and I, I i dig that you have i'm i'm largely anti-capitalist too but i've found ways to make budgeting and stuff like work really well in my favor and and so i care about having money but it wasn't until my mom passed away and, and she left like well, her life insurance through her job gave me like 30k it was like oh like i have the freedom now to like help friends when they ask me or, or be a friend that somebody can even ask that question to and not feel uncomfortable with. And so I have friends who, who've had, you know, no money for years. And in addition to like helping them out from time to time, I, I, have tried to get them like, Hey, like, let's look at your, your phone bill. Oh, it's $150 a month. Like I'm, my phone bill's 30 and we get the same surface. Like <laughs> how can I help you get there? And so it's, but the realization for me was that money's kind of like water. Whereas time yes. is is like sand, like like money, like you said, it does replenish. Uh, if you put in, you know, the time in the right direction, uh, you know, money will come your way, and then you pour it out into whatever you want it to go to, whether it's yourself, your friends, uh, you know, your vices or whatever it might be, uh, and then. Whereas the sand just, it, it doesn't magically come back like that. And, you know, water might not come back one day too, but that's a whole different conversation about environmentalism.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's let's knock get into that, because I could surely rant about that as well.
0: Okay, so I only have a couple more questions for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I want, tell me about House of Estro. Love this name. Love House this name. Estro?
1: <laughs> um, House of Estro is just... Barely a fetus right now. Truly, that's, that's fine. Um, Tell me what uh, what
0: you're planning with it.
1: Um, uh, me and some other beautiful uh, women and non-binary people in this space are really just looking to create um, a space for ourselves to share art with one another and hopefully everyone else around. Um, just because, obviously, this is like a very Male dominated space as most places are in the world. Um, and we would just love to see more people like us uh, being celebrated.
0: And it needs. It, oh, I keep muting and I'm muting myself. It needs to happen, though. Uh, yeah. It really does. Mm-hmm. It's extremely unfortunate because, despite like me talking about earlier, this pseudonymity, you know, giving people the mirage that this space still starts off on equal footing for no matter who you are like there's still you know gender divides and pay gap there's still you know (laughs) all sorts of issues around systemic racism where Mm. it's still typically white males who get to enter the space first because they have the disposable income or maybe the that the disposable time to Mm. to get to choose to be here they're more likely to have that because of all the biases of, you know, <laughs> history. Yeah. And it's yeah, shit. Absolutely. It's bullshit. <laughs> it is absolute bullshit.
1: Yeah. Yes, unfortunately so. Because it's, uh you know, and especially in spaces like this, you just get, it's more just like, like women in NFT panels and less just women on NFT panels. Um, and in these spaces that are really important to have perspectives from everybody. Um, you know, we just continue to get, in a sense, the same, like, regurgitated information and perspectives over and over again. So, um, we just want to do what we can to, you know, diversify that.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the thing that attracted me to Burrito Dow, honestly, was it? it it's diverse. Yeah. It's so, so, so diverse. These people are every age, every race, every gender, like, they, yeah. and, and most of the people in here are Burrito Dow people, so you, you know it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's absolutely beautiful. It is not something that I have seen anywhere else in this space. So uh, authentically and publicly, like even in some of the materials that I've seen behind the scenes, it's like, yes, there, there is a spectrum of diversity represented in this material. And it makes me so, so happy to see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: so what brought you to Burrito Dow?
1: Um, what brought me to Dow was I um, saw it uh, being formed right before my very eyes. I uh, knew some of the members in it and um, I obviously got to meet uh, them a few times and I uh, wanted to get involved in just Web3 in general, um, which I did after NFT NYC and then I um, heard talks about some ideas for wanting to uh, branch out into other social medias and some plans that they had for um, the TikToks and I felt that I um, could definitely be an asset in helping uh, growth in that area so I um, pushed for myself to hopefully help and garner a position doing that and uh then I did after Ely reached out had some conversations with Marv and um just really excited for the direction that we decided to go with that which is obviously trying to make the TikTok a bit more educational aspect and not um more of the like spaces clips and stuff which will happen one day but really just trying to build a platform in of itself um off of uh, valuable information that we can provide to other people
0: yeah the educational aspect is uh, and i've watched these tiktoks i i do have a tiktok again um, yeah but but literally only follow like web3 stuff and that's kind of <clears> how <throat> i broke off my relationship with twitter previously too i had this twitter where where i would only look at or I, how i broke off my relationship with facebook was i had a twitter that i would only look at board game design stuff because that was a previous hobby of mine Board game Twitter is very similar to Web three Twitter, except there's a lot less money flowing around. But like everyone's super kind, open with their processes, and willing to learn together, and, and share their trials and tribulations, and you know, build other people up. And so that's where I like cut my teeth on that stuff originally. And then I got off of it because you know life happens. I got a job. It was occupying too much time, and and I no longer have that job. Which gives me the free time to be on Spaces for you know eight hours a day, mm-hmm. um, but but uh, that's what Twitter has become for me, and that's what TikTok's becoming for me now too. Is I only using them for like a specific thing that I want to see, uh, rather than you know gorging on all the content that exists there. It's yeah. It's kind of nice. It's kind of my secret hack uh, to not getting lost on them for so long. And don't get me wrong, I still get stuck on Twitter all day, apparently. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm <laughs> yep. also cutting audiograms, like you were talking about the spaces clips and stuff for a lot of people, and I'm getting paid for that. So it's, it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, we love to see it, honestly. Um, I obviously am a person who does enjoy my fair share of just mantras and you know abundant mindset um and i do believe like the opportunities that you want want you and they are out there like you really can make anything happen and obviously there are so many other instances and like uh, situations that do impact that obviously um in access to opportunity but uh there still is just so much opportunity out there everywhere
0: yeah i think that Largely Web3 is you know open to anybody doing any job if they can show that they can do it. Like The whole meritocracy rule is something that I am very passionately in love with. I love that I can make an audiogram for somebody for free and then they'll reach out to me and be like, we really like this, can we pay you for it? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> That's not how normal life works. You yeah. have to go through HR and application processes, and interviews and all sorts of garbage that gets in the way of just getting the work done. Like if mm. I want to do the work and I can do a decent job, let me do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's, yeah, that's definitely like a large struggle. Why I, I, so I've like never really had like a real job um, per se uh, because I also, I'm a high school dropout. I do have college credits, but you know, don't have any degree, don't have anything like that. And um yeah, just like going to apply for a regular job would probably never work for me. I don't have the work history because I'm not gonna just put myself down as a reference <laughs> as my own boss. Um, but yeah, you just—it's so silly that you can't just be like, "Trust me, I got this," and then they'll—they'll they'll take you. But but they just like you know want to overcomplicate everything with all the the formal logistics.
0: The capitalist bullshit. Am I right? Yeah, away. <laughs>
1: I'm that, number one tabloid hater, for sure.
0: I actually have uh, I have a fun anecdote about that. So my my family was watched during the Red Scare, the, the Communist Scare. Because mm-hmm. uh, my like distant relative was the leader of the Communist Party in America. He ran for president a few times. His name's Gus Hall. He's okay. real, and he is very into the labor movement. Do not try reading any of his books. It is extremely boring. <laughs> they are extremely boring. But yeah. I'm here for... Supporting the people, even if it comes through in like 400 page books that are just filled with absolute Snorfest.
1: <laughs> yeah, the usual.
0: Yes, the, the, uh, it's, it's, it's weird when it's somebody who with hyper intelligence is trying to teach people something and they, they don't come across because they're like overcomplicating things and you just need to find a good metaphor to teach people some of this stuff.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like also, a. Well, people just you know they like to overcomplicate everything. Just like you know, trying to trying to read a recipe online, <laughs> and there's so much extra text and all these extra steps, and it's not in order. Just make things simple, you know.
0: Have you found the print recipe button on those? Whenever you hit um, the print recipe button, it just gives you like a really simple version of it. You skip mm. all the ads, you skip all the bullshit.
1: Wow, that's that's a good life hack.
0: To know. It's I usually it, the up at the top. It's usually Literally, up at the top somewhere.
1: I just, I don't really use recipe any recipes anymore. I just am honestly a really good cook, and I just cook on intuition. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people ask me for recipes, and I'm like, I don't know, you just got to know how to season your food. Like, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah, teach me how to season my food. Because I, I can... Second, someone was calling me going on do not disturb uh but how how do you i was asking for seasoning tips basically is what it boils down to because yeah. i only cook for myself so it's not a big deal but if i want to share food with somebody else i feel like i'm just dumping salt
1: um so i'm actually allergic to garlic and onion so that's also what made me a really good cook because i just had to figure it out um, which that allergy only came about when I was, like, 22. So I had to figure it out later in life. Um, and, yeah, so I just – people are like, how do, you, how do you season your food without garlic? And I'm like, do you not know? There are so many other seasonings out there. Um, I personally like spicy food. So I use a lot of, like, Kashmiri chili, a um, little bit of, like, Thai chili. But if it's not super spicy – you know, there's black pepper. A lot of people forget about white pepper, um, paprika, cumin, dill, turmeric, fresh herbs. You got like, me
0: hungry now. I already ate dinner. This, what are you yeah, doing? <laughs>
1: there's so many seasonings. I don't. There's so much more than garlic and salt. I promise.
0: Big fan of cumin. Big big fan of cumin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. back to the the communist and socialist stuff, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to talk about it. I but but. Uh, I really want to talk about the the whole community aspect of this stuff, right? The power of the collective. We Mm -hmm. talked about house of Estro. We talked about burrito Dow. How I don't even know what I'm trying to ask here. I'm going to, I'm going to say that for a long time I was a one person show in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's when you start reaching out to other people and, and working together towards a goal. Even if you're just kind of working, I was talking about this with Moody earlier today, like, Everyone's kind of working in the same direction at Burrito Dow. Like we're all doing it differently, but like we've been, you know, pointed in a direction and that direction is make good art and support other people so they can do it too.
1: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: uh, What do you get out of a collective?
1: Um, So I can absolutely relate to being a, working as a lone person all my life like that's basically what I did I've always been I was always honestly that annoying person maybe not annoying but in in school if I was in a group project like I got it I'm just gonna do the whole thing and get us an A don't worry about it but um uh I really have like a hard time like trusting other people and intentions like that but actually at NFT NYC um like within the space uh there was a lot of people that came outside of, like, the defaced faced event. And it was just the largest group of people I've ever seen just truly experiencing, like, pure joy and love and gratitude to be around one another. Um, really just no, not, not one bad vibe to be found anywhere. And it was really beautiful because I didn't think that was, like, possible to have that many people... Uh, be capable of like sharing those emotions with one another and I personally found it really beautiful and inspiring and it made me want to be part of something uh, for the first time and I'm super grateful to have the opportunity to be a part of um, the space now and like the smaller collectors within it and just the groups of friends and um, yeah it's just really wonderful honestly I think it's one of the best things about this space at the moment, truly. Really.
2: Uh,
0: do you and and I guess maybe you don't have to tell me too much about the detail because it sounds like this was kind of a an emotional event. But what what happened at this event? You said defaced, like D E F A C E D.
1: Uh, yeah, like the artist, like like defaced. Like it was just an event, and uh, just a lot of people just showed up outside of it, and they all were hanging out with one another, and they were just so happy because it was you know people. Um, on within their online relationships get to meet uh, everyone in person for the first time and those relationships get to finally move from being just parasocial to having that real human connection um, and yeah it was just really beautiful it wasn't too emotional like necessarily emotional it was just beautiful which is emotional in a sense but not sad at all
0: oh totally parasocial great use of the word Joe, yeah. welcome to the stage do you have a question there's so much green up here
2: Yo, I just, yo, green is so good for the brand, by the way. Just want to say that. But, um, nah, I was just going to say, shout out to Sabrina for holding me down during the face event. I was <laughs> on top of the moon. Shit was crazy. I was smoking way too much. I was not drinking enough water, but Sabrina was holding me down. That shit was so real.
1: Yes, <laughs> all of <love. laughs>
0: Yeah, if anybody else wants to come up and talk to Sabrina, by all means, just request. Because this can be a Sabrina love fest. I barely know Sabrina, but I think you're rad. I I think I'm learning so much about you. You're definitely an autodidact. You've taught yourself your whole life, it sounds like. So props to you.
1: Yeah, honestly, most people, they definitely, like when they talk, they think I've been to therapy and stuff like that. Which, again, I totally, if you have access to therapy, if you are able to go to therapy by all means you should go to therapy but i have never been i've just been therapizing myself from day one and i've been way too grown from like a very young age
0: it's uh it's part of having trauma in your life for sure without a doubt you have to grow up sooner than other people sometimes
1: yeah
0: and it's not great but it led you here
1: yeah and and that's all you can do yeah (laughs) to also uh, as you get older um honor your inner child and your past self and do things for them as well i i personally think if if in a day you can do something for your past self your present self and your future self then it is an absolutely great day if you can do all of those things at once which a lot of times it's very small things but it really makes a world of a difference
0: Wow! Wow! Yep. Okay. Writing that one down too. Way to go! You're <laughs> full of them tonight. Past, present, future. Do something for your all three. That's what good pillars to live your days by. Yeah. Damn. And I do a good job of treating future Mackie right, but but uh, maybe that's the secret to my life. Just being generally peaceful. Is I've kind of done this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Treated my all all three four dimensional uh quite well, actually.
1: Yeah. Because they're all they're all existing at the same time, really.
0: <laughs> yep, we're all right here, right now, sitting on the couch talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. Um, what else was I going to ask you? I had at least one more question. I have notes. Oh, here's one: Do followers matter? Does um, your follower count matter?
1: I do not think your follower count matters um, at all, for sure, um, especially. Just, I mean, just in general. It really is also, like, quality over quantity at the end of the day. Because um, it doesn't matter how many eyes you have on you. It depends. uh It's more dependent on, like, people who actually want to show up and support you. People who actually want to care about you. Because a lot of times, like, you can have a lot of followers. And those will be, like, numbers of people who honestly want to, like, hate watch you or something. And I prefer to just have garner like the respect of people that I respect. I've never really cared about numbers in that sense. I really just do care about uh yeah, having the respect and like admiration of people that I feel the same thing for. I find that to be the most important to me.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm hmm Uh I- I've fallen down the rabbit hole of chasing followers for a bit. Uh and it-, it gives me some dopamine hits for sure. Yeah. But- uh, in reality, I feel like the most quality connections are with the people who, you know, I met when I had less than 500 followers. Like those are the people I still DM. Yeah. People that like know me better than anybody else in Web three and and they can hopefully. I think I've surrounded myself with the right people that if I ever become like a gross shitty influencer kind of thing, somebody will be like, "Yo, Mackie, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Check <Yeah>. yourself." <laughs> mm-hmm. If I if I can't do it, hopefully someone else will
1: yeah you should honestly in your life you should never want to find yourself surrounded by only yes people there should hopefully be someone in your life who is willing to be honest um, challenge you and just make you reflect if they're not going to you know reflect because that's really just ends up going very bad usually if you only have yes people around you and then also usually that means, their intentions might not also be wholeheartedly the best at all times, because honesty is very, very important.
0: Real talk. I, I One of the first things that I have a really good compass for when I'm meeting a new person is whether they're authentic or not. And usually you can tell in the first 10 minutes whether they, they mean what they say. And honestly, back to what you said earlier, people who are quiet are often the most authentic because yeah. they are not just blabbing about nothing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a I've definitely and usually the have always been the honest person in people's lives and um, it does it does become a very lonely position to be in a lot of the time because a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate honesty and sincerity because we are not that used to it since it it unfortunately is kind of a rare thing to come across but I still will always find it so much more worth it. At the end of the day to just be honest and sincere and um pure in my intentions
0: completely agree um that's something that i think that i get from the Tao too is is because everybody's geared in that direction they a lot of people want that constructive criticism they want to know if uh if something is you know it's good but could it be great like mm-hmm. there's there's not uh there's a fine line between support and i think toxic positivity and I think that the the artists within Burrito Dow do a good job of of giving, like, keeping each other, you know, grounded, while at the same time, you know, being kind enough to to support and showcase one another.
1: Yeah, very important for sure.
0: Way to go, Joe! Way to way to go! Really, really loving this stuff. Just so you know. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm loving every moment of it too. And like just as you're you're saying everything, it's like, damn, this is really what I wanted too. Like I want people to be like, nah, you can do better. Like fuck fuck what you're saying. Do even more. Think bigger. Like that's what I want.
0: Yeah, and you're giving me personally a space to do that. Uh, with Art Throwdown coming out next month. Like they're gonna try to make a space that no one's ever done before and it it might totally flop it's very possible but we're going to try it and see what happens and yeah i'm so pumped to to give it a shot and and if not we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll come back with something else problem solved
2: <laughs> easy clap as i like to say
0: <laughs> see these are the, this is the colloquialisms that i don't understand I'm still <laughs> trying to grasp my head around pog I, I think i've got it down i think i've got pog down
1: uh I'll- yeah, just careful what context you use, pog in and make sure you don't put a W in it.
0: <laughs> no no P-A-W-G P A W G or Yeah, no. Okay. okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Mental note. Uh yeah. one thing that I, I've thought about recently too, speaking of uh, interesting new terms, where did the term glizzy come for from for hot dogs? Like <laughs> where? How? Why? Did hot dogs need to rebrand? Did I like, blame yeah.
2: Philadelphia. I feel what like it's Philadelphia's it? fault somehow.
0: What's the origin story? I think a Glitter when I see the word Glizzy. Ely, do you know something about this? Please tell me. Still connecting. A hot dog for the silence. Yo, yo, I just had to come up on stage real quick. Glizzy is uh, DC slang for a gun. And then somehow it evolved into a, a hot dog. But yeah, that's DC slang.
2: What? <laughs> okay, shout out Shy Glizzy.
0: <laughs> what is a Shy Glizzy? Is this an uncircumcised penis reference? Like what? what no, is no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. That's a rapper.
0: Oh my god, I am so old. Grandpa Mackie is here in force tonight. No,
2: it's
1: it's not you. It's not you for sure.
0: I know. I know. These are these people are the the, the indie of the Gen Z, and I love it. I'm so here for it. <laughs> gotta keep grandpa Mackey cool because i used to find my music on myspace now i don't even know how to find new music on spotify when it's just spitting the algorithm at me
1: yeah i need i need that mtv music video channel back
0: mm, can we do burrito down music videos
1: nah
2: we need that
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man no when art hope part two we gotta we gotta bring it out
1: there's there's definitely musicians in the DAO, you know oh we i'm i'm
0: very hard. aware i want theme music for burrito dow spaces that's the one thing that and and nell has mentioned uh nell's upset about something i'm not sure what but <laughs> but <laughs> mentioned music in uh ai theme songs written for uh i can't remember which one of the characters he mentioned earlier
1: Uh, his which one well the one he just put out he, the karaoke
0: I think so yeah that one dropped today too or was that yesterday
1: Um, I think he dropped that today he had dropped some additions let's no. see
0: let's pin that shit because I need me another oh yeah there it is right at the top thank you for pinning your stuff so well now I really appreciate it good Twitter profile etiquette is important everybody Some people got it, some people don't. If you want people to find stuff quick, put it at the top. End of rant.
1: Also, if anyone has any questions or anything, um, feel free to request or if you want to chat, just come on up. Thank you all for being here and hanging out and listening. I honestly was not anticipating this many people at all to uh, come through. So I'm super grateful and humbled and I feel very fortunate to be here tonight
0: mm, people care about you isn't it interesting when that happens when you get to see it
1: yeah no i've i've definitely like uh after this this past uh year which is life in general but um yeah i've definitely been having lots of revelations in the last like handful of months or it's just so refreshing to enter spaces and uh just be like oh no people like me and not leave rooms and be concerned that uh, everyone hates you you know just like quiet those thoughts because it's usually not the case
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably just have bad internet in reality <laughs> <laughs> Joe lay it on us
2: I was just gonna say it'd be uh, awesome if you talked more about communism that was awesome <laughs> mm,
0: yes big fan uh, definitely uh, college friends uh, and myself were you know part of social democrats and all that stuff and talked a lot about the things that we're talking about here. It'd be wonderful if we could get to a point of, you know, AI based abundance and, you know, got universal basic incomes and stuff. And we could all, you know, go post scarcity and be valued for the things that we love to do. But you know, we're not there yet. (laughs) We're just not there yet.
1: I personally uh, would love to bring bartering back. Um, I am over money. (laughs) Not that I ever started being under money you know just always been over it from day one <laughs> uh
0: there are those things that, that happen around cities like all over the country i can't remember they're called free something well so I, i'm, I'm like in free meat, like, free swaps or uh
1: i um in the city pretty much every like neighborhood you can be in a buy nothing group on that's facebook that's what it is
0: buy nothing yeah what, what yeah. city are you in
1: i'm in brooklyn
0: okay cool uh, yeah. so you've got access to all that good stuff
1: yeah, definitely. People just put that shit out on the sidewalk.
0: Yep, they don't want it. So yep. come and get it. I uh, mm-hmm. definitely have spent a lot of different moments in my life shedding my belongings and I'm um, I live in a five hundred square foot house and I have everything I need and people wanna like buy me gifts around Christmas. I'm like, no thank you. Just bake goods please. Just bake goods please and then people still still give me like towels and shit. And I'm like <laughs> I don't want these. I don't need these. I have towels. I want cookies. Damn it! Give me cookies and weed.
1: <laughs> I would. I would definitely have to bake you some cookies. I personally make the best cookies ever. Not gonna lie. Uh, I did my my very own um, uh, gluten free oatmeal chocolate chip cookie recipe, and it is it's absolutely fire. Not. Gonna lie. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't have. Uh, I have one cookie left tonight. I have to... I'm going to have to, like, make sure that I time it just right for peak enjoyment.
1: Yes. Very important.
0: Oh, I wanted to go back to AI, talking about your inner child earlier. Did mm-hmm. you hear about the uh, the researcher who had diaries from her, like, early childhood? She loaded oh, it all yeah. up into an AI and then began talking to it and, like, had some major catharsis out of it. Like, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: that's so cool. I mean, honestly, I think most, uh, like inner children are probably at least a little bit similar because you know the whole catcher in the rye, like not tainted yeah. by the world uh but like if you toss in a, a few little like almost tarot like or uh, zodiac like you know unique things like oh remember how much you love dinosaurs Mackie like oh yeah I totally remember how much I love dinosaurs like you don't need my journals to yeah, figure right. out what kind of kid I was <laughs> like I'd like playing with dinosaurs and like I had a pet worm that like hung out in my backyard, and I would go visit every day. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a different worm every day. But <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought it was Sam. I thought it was Sam the worm every time, and it was not. You it know, was it just was, any old worm.
1: It was, it was Sam the worm.
0: <laughs> They're all Sam in spirit.
1: Um, my mom actually psyoped me into thinking that I had a fairy friend oh. out when I was little, which I'm not gonna lie, like. It was it was tragic when I realized it was her, but like it was so beautiful as a small child. <laughs> She would write I would write teeny tiny letters and like leave them in a pot with like gifts outside and then she would write a little letter back. It was ongoing for quite some time.
0: Um the, the person I'm dating right now, she has three kids and okay. and she doesn't has not told them about uh or has they know that Santa's not real. A mm-hmm. spoiler alert for anybody in the space, Santa's not real. Yeah. Um, Yo, I was, I was
2: hesitant with that shit. I was hesitant <laughs> you to sorry, say that. Out.
0: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we could have a whole space about how we found that out if we wanted to. Um, but I,
1: I just figured it out myself. I was like, "There's just simply... now." I'm sorry. No, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was really little, and I was just like, "Yeah, there's no way." And I just was like, and I just went to my mom, and I was like, "I know none of this is real." And then that was it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so what she does instead is she, uh, every first snow, she'll put out a, uh, she'll like go out in the middle of the night, build a snowman, put some cookies on it. And he has a name, and I can't remember what his name is. Uh, It's probably something like Snowman. Go figure. But it's better than that. I just can't remember what it is. Maybe it's Frank. Frank the Snowman. And every year when the first snow happens, the kids wake up super early. They run outside around the house looking for this, like, you know, one-foot-tall snowman with cookies on his arms. And it's – that's the kind of shit that I really like. Uh, Santa Claus is fine. He's hung up in consumerism now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but like – those cute little family traditions of like doing something stupid. That's those are the things that I remember most from being a kid. Like my mom would make like snow dogs or we would toilet paper our own tree on devil's night and the cops would come by and be like, Hey, are you allowed to do this? And I'll be like, (laughs) yeah, it's fine. It's our house. And like, what? (laughs) I don't understand. Why are you doing this to your own home? She's like better our house than us go doing it somewhere else. But then we would go TP my aunt's house later. So it was sweet too.
1: That's nice. Now I love the the magic of, of childhood you know it's not all bad
0: no no, and, and I think that's a good message for all of life it's not all bad I promise and it might suck right now but I mean, I'm mean i not saying that my life sucks right now my life's actually really great right now I haven't been happier in a long time so that's, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome that's, for me it's
1: a mood I was we
0: love, totally we love
1: mood.
0: to see it <laughs> it feels great yeah. um, Sabrina do you have any questions for me before we wrap this up It's okay if you don't. There's no pressure here. I've got a song queued up to play. I can just kick us out. Well, Mm -hmm. I can't close it down (laughs) because Moody will have to do that. But we can all leave and Moody can just leave the phone on. Or if it's not Moody anymore, I don't know who it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were
2: fighting. That was like pretty. It was two people at once today, which is pretty magical. I've
0: never seen that before.
2: I think think it's just me now. I think Moody's left. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, we've got a request on there.
0: Come on up, subtle
2: bubble. Yo. I just wanted to ask um, questions. It sounds like we're closing out, but I, I still have things I want to hear about from Sabrina. Yeah. So go nuts. Because I've I've um you know um been in Sabrina's home. Awkward to say it that way, but I've seen a <laughs> lot of like you're very like multifaceted and like your work is very mm-hmm. clean. Like you do physical and digital and um, I've seen some of the fashion pieces you've done like painting over jackets and shoes and handbags and I'm just curious um, about that side of your work too because I mean like in crypto space like we don't necessarily get to see that too much but just curious about um, your interest in fashion if you want to take it somewhere like if you want to do like a brand or just like keep doing one-off pieces and potentially maybe even like how you picture it merging with crypto like if you've thought of tokenizing um fashion pieces
1: um yeah so thank you so much for uh asking about that um so a lot of my fashion so my fashion artwork is essentially that's my bread and butter that's how i keep my lights on um and i'm super grateful that i've uh been resourceful enough to make that work for myself um most of like my fashion work and just my art in general um is really focused on uh using secondhand materials and repurposing everything um like I referenced before just like growing up poor I got a lot of like hand-me-downs Just I've like, thrifted since I was born and everything like that and I just really see the value and things and the possibilities that other people uh, necessarily don't when they look at things. Um, and I also uh, really care about not uh, wasting items and trying to reuse as much as I can. Uh, so, like, a lot of times I when making jewelry, all the beads that I use, I get them from the thrift store as other things. And I take them apart. And I uh, just really care deeply about uh resourcefulness and um kind of like ingenuity and making things better than they uh were before um so that's definitely like a lot of what I do with my fashion items um I do a lot on designer items just because I grew up um around a lot of like wealthy people uh with my mom being like a housekeeper and I just saw people consume a lot of luxury goods and I personally found them to be kind of a scam at the end of the day. Like the quality is just not worth the money and there's only so much that um, you really can pay for. So I uh, do focus a lot on reusing like designer hardware and things like that um, and redoing it with more quality and making it more um, accessible for more people. Mackie, do you have something
0: to say? Yeah, uh, thanks for calling on me. and We're flipping the host role. Uh, <laughs> so, subtle, if you have more to say, by all means, chime in. All right, I'm going for it then. Uh, I've been a thrifter all my life too. Uh, another travel hack for those who don't know, thrift while you're traveling. You can find tchotchkes there, way cooler souvenirs. Uh, the clothing is incredible because you're completely out of your element. Uh, highly highly suggested just leave room in your bag uh, yeah. <laughs> for, for when you bring it home or or I have thrifted a bag at a store to bring home more stuff you could do that too that is an option and you will still spend less money than if you bought something new uh, do you do men's or gender, ne- gender neutral clothing of some kind? Um, bring-
1: yeah I do any and everything a lot of what I do ends up being like custom work that people um, reach out to me for um i'll i can literally do like any and everything <laughs> yeah
0: do you have like some things that like we can see Or you, you have like an etsy page or something along those lines
1: uh, so i i do have a website my website is goopy.world but i never really update it too much um i let's see i know i um uh, um let me try to find one of my i don't know how to tw- uh, pin tweets in this space honestly
0: Um, you click the tweet and then there's a little share button and then you hit that share button. And at the top, it'll show the space theory. And you click that.
1: Um, yeah, I'll pin one of the like custom bags I just did. Um, I'm trying
0: to get decked out for, for convention season next year. I got Ely potentially making me some fabric that I'm going to sew onto the back of a jean jacket. I am like so amped. I am so amped.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is a bag I recently was commissioned for. I do a lot of, like, painting and, like, customizing stuff. This person just wanted, like, a like a very O-ring, pierced-centric bag. And I also own, I don't buy new leather at all because I don't like to support the leather industry. <laughs> um, I only like to buy vintage leather and things like that and, like, reuse it just to kind of, like, pay respect and allow it to continue to live its life. Um, but also to answer... Um, bubbles secondary question about uh where I kind of like want fashion to go um I would love to have my head on straight enough to um like you know make some sort of label and that's what I've like kind of done with like my website in a way um I definitely feel like I finally have more of the pieces together to make it more of a quote-unquote thing in the coming year Um, But I definitely do have a lot of interest in integrating um, my fashion work into Web3. I plan to mint um, a a jacket that I have done uh, with like kind of like, you know, a chip in it so you can scan it and have the NFT as well as the jacket. And then I also really am interested in the coming year in learning about um, kind of like uh, AR fashion in sorts of ways because I obviously paint lots of like kind of like little bugs and stuff on bags and I would love if I could get the brain power to figure out how if you could like you know just point your camera at a bag and then it would like the painting on it would start to move I know that's possible I just have to do it but you know that's like 90% of the struggle is just the doing it part um, but yeah, I would absolutely love to integrate my fashion into Web3. I think there's definitely a space for it. And um, yeah, I would love to make that happen.
0: Uh, do you know Clubhouse Archives at all by any chance?
1: Um, I don't think I do.
0: It's this guy that I talk to quite a bit. And he does a lot with uh, Metaverse fashion and AR stuff and NFC chips. And if you want that connect, I'd be happy to give it to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll mention you to him next time I talk to him.
1: Cool. Thank you
0: more people showed up though joe had something to say Avec knows here it's definitely great name follow you now uh i don't know who wants to go first but
1: (laughs) yo i'm here whoa i'm sorry was i supposed to speak yet? yeah (laughs) Yeah, go go ahead (laughs) okay cool this is like my first time speaking on one of these like this is this is very nice thank you for sharing sabrina it's been really nice getting to know more about you and uh your your art and everything um i guess i wanted to ask about do you think your fashion sense or like personal style has changed ever since making your own clothing? Um, yeah. Do you feel like it's changed? Or you did mention you've always kind of like had hand me downs. Would you like personalize them back then? Or yeah, how's your like style evolved? Um, I thank you for the question, Stephanie. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly like my style just kind of like always been like just just me in general um I've never been one to like participate in like fast fashion or like buy new things like I will own the same piece of clothing for like 10 years and I will style it 10 different ways um and yeah just it's I've always kind of like uh redone things for a very long time um definitely like one of my earliest uh career goals was being like a fashion designer when I was in like elementary school and also for some reason a marine biologist (laughs) that that's not for me anymore um but uh yeah I don't think it's my style hasn't changed too much over the years um yeah but I I don't know I do I should wear more of the things that I customize but my problem is normally I customize something and then I sell it (laughs) because that's just how how it goes for me but yeah no, yeah, dude. Thanks for answering that. Your style's like off the chain. Just thought I'd mention. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Let's
2: um,
0: see. Joe Avecno, um, who wants to go?
2: I was oh. just vibing for real. Yeah, same. To be honest, but I just want to say I love your uh, your fashion work. I I think it's super sick.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, all right. If nobody has any more questions, I guess we can wrap this up, eh? Yeah. There's a Canadian in me uh, coming out just a little bit. My grandma was an illegal alien from Canada. For those who d- who don't know that about me, which is nobody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: my my uh, grandma was an illegal alien from Cuba.
0: <laughs> look at that. We all got the illegal alien blood in us. This yeah. is like regular old X-Files now. We yeah. got the alien DNA. <laughs> yeah. There's another spoiler for you. Santa's not real and the DNA, alien DNA is in all of us now.
1: hmm
0: <laughs> Well, all right, everybody. Sabrina, thank you so much for letting me interview you and learn more about you. You've been super open and I think everybody just coming up and asking you questions really, really reflects that. So thanks for being you.
1: Well, awesome. Thank you so much.
0: This and and been, I'll put uh, Go yeah, ahead. Give yeah. us your give us your gratitude.
1: Uh, yeah I mean this has been so wonderful also I do have additions live and an ongoing auction um, if anyone wants to check those out and yeah thank you so so much Mackie for your time Uh, this has been great
0: I am so happy to do it like I've told this I've said this so many different times I love learning about people I love being told stories and this is like spaces are made for me it feels like but Okay, I'm gonna play us out. The song this evening is Golden by Zella Day. And earlier, if you didn't know, it's of Montreal, which is like the best band for the record.
1: I saw her at a festival one time.
0: (laughs) Well, let's listen to her together then. Yeah. Good night, everybody.
1: Take care.
2: Underneath the shadows of my heart, city is the only place to go. We can take it fast or take it slow. We're gonna go down now. So, if we even hang here for a while, I gotta <laughs> <it. laughs>